just finished Wrath of the Dragon. We are joined this week by another guest. This is Jared. And Jared's going to start us off with his review and his grade. I guess I'll start with grade. Uh, So uh, I'll just compare it to other Dragon Ball movies, I guess. This would be like... I think it's like B tier, you know, not like, it's not quite A. I would think A is something like, you know, Janemba. Good pacing overall, you know, nice. Starts with this good action scene with, you know, the Saiyan duo. Uh, kind of this nice uh, side story with Tapion, this character arc, you know, like, oh, I'm so and such on this planet, and uh, the fight's whatever. The fight's pretty lame. Uh, <laughs> they, they throw in, like, Vegeta out of nowhere, he gets he gets wiped, always happens. Uh let's see. They still win like Super Saiyan 3 Go Tanks for fan service, doesn't do anything. Bad guy <laughs> transforms, pretty typical. It really needed some more uh spectacle, I think, for the finishing blow, you know. Just like I'm gonna taunt you and then, you know, dragon fist, dragon fire, whatever you wanna call it. Yeah, it's like B. Alright. Sean, your thoughts. This is one where I just I keep going back and forth on it. I can't. I'm really torn between two grades. I actually remember not when I grew up not liking this movie a lot because I didn't like that the bad guy was this like gigantic monster. I always kind of like the, you know, on the same height level because it's like a real fight as opposed to, you know, just I never liked the great ape fights and stuff like that. So when I was younger, I, I wasn't a big fan of this, but I'll kind of break it down with the good and the bad. Um, so good. I, I now at my age, I like that it's different than other movies. You see some great, great uh, remnants from some other things in culture, you know. Tapion looks very much like Link from Zelda. Kind of get that um, vibe over there. What's funny is he plays an ocarina and Trunks is a time traveler, future Trunks. Ocarina of Time came out two years after this movie came out. Mm-hmm. So who knows if that's where they got it from. But yeah, so I like how Tapion kind of has a Zelda, very cool character, character design, a little different than what we've seen. Um, I mean, this is prime Dragon Ball Z animation, in my opinion. I'm not a huge fan of like the Dragon Ball Super. I mean, when it's good, it's really good, the Dragon Ball Super stuff. But I like the very like matte finish, hand drawn um, style that they did in Z. And this is the prime. And this is the this is the epitome um, of that animation, in my opinion. So I, I give it good points for that. Um, I like the Trunks development. I mean, we saw a little bit of development from Trunks back in Bio Broly. Um, and so I like that he kind of gets his own arc and stuff like that. But I mean, it's a shame that they kind of, you know, wasted it after after this movie. Um, music's great, very original. Like we're not taking from other bands or anything, but it's also not the same music that we hear in the show. You know, you get this, uh, you hear the melody from the ocarina the whole time, and towards the end, they turn that melody into a whole orchestral score. It's very innovative and something I very much enjoyed. Um, and it's got an original story. I mean, this is the first time we see like a kaiju monster, which, you know, uh, you, you think about normal Japanese culture, Godzilla, all that stuff like that. Um, the bad guys, like part of this cult following, which is not something we've really seen before. So really good original stuff there. 
Um, it would have been really kind of cool if for some way the Saiyans could turn into a great ape and have this big like monster battle. That would have been kind of cool. But, you know, um, and it's I think got one of the most badass finishers ever with that dragon fist. My favorite finisher ever. Um, so those are all the good stuff. Uh, the bad, um, you know, it's interesting in the beginning. Like, Videl's the only one that has common sense about the whole thing. Like, oh, I want you to open this music box. And everyone's like, oh, let's open this music box. And then Videl's like, nah, no, I'm okay. <laughs> um, I don't care. Like, it doesn't affect our lives in any which way, shape, or form. Um, and then another question I had is, you know, there's some plot things that didn't make sense to me. Um, you know, how did Minosha... If they needed the Shenron to open the music box on Earth, A, it's very convenient that Tapion's box happened to go to Earth where Shenron could open it. Because obviously Hoi knew that it had to be Shenron to open it or a dragon. So where did Minosha land? And how was his box open? So just some kind of things that I thought about when I was watching. Little nitpick stuff. But again, I'm the nitpicker on that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't really. I liked Harutagon's original design. Like I didn't really see a need to turn him into this cicada thing. Aside from that's just a normal trope that you see in Dragon Ball. Um, I really liked the original design a little bit more. Um, you know, this movie you could tell was great because it it had the Tapion thing, it had the Trunks thing, um, and then at the very end, man, they just have to turn it into the Goku show. Like this movie has nothing to do with Goku. Like, there's no reason that Goku had to just randomly step in. I mean, I would love to see the Dragon Fist. I think you could have done it, which weakened him, and then Tapion do the ocarina and and sacrifice himself. Like, because that's that's you're putting it on Tapion. It's his story. Um, but uh, that's a big thing. Um, you know, it doesn't really explain how Trunks in the future got the sword. Like, I get it why they did the sword thing. It's kind of cool. It's like, oh, it's Tapion's sword, but. It doesn't make sense from a timeline perspective. Um, Mike, I know you have your timeline theory, so I'd be interested in hearing that. And then the last thing I noticed, this is the last of the original 13 movies, and we haven't seen Piccolo since BoJack. He wasn't in Bio Broly. Since the seven-year time skip, we have not seen Piccolo in a Dragon Ball Z movie. True. He wasn't in, he wasn't in Bio Broly. He wasn't in Broly's Second Coming. He wasn't in Fusion Reborn. And he wasn't in this movie. I'm going to say I'm going to say B plus. I'm torn between B and A, but I think I think they're. Yeah, I'm going to say B plus. I could go back to an A any at any point, but that's my grade B plus. I love this movie. I, you know, I've only seen this movie one other time and I love this movie. I thought this was fantastic. Um, I will say. It is the best story we've had in all the movies. It's the most original. It's the best story. Um, early on, when Gohan says, at least we know who the bad guys are, and immediately we're like, hmm, I'd, that's a weird thing to say. If you're not if you're watching the first time, you're probably not catching it. But as you go, you're like, we, we didn't know any of them at all. We didn't know who the bad guys were the entire time. We're stupid. What are we doing? And like how they're trapped in him, and then it makes sense the opening scene now, which was clearly his brother Manushka getting um, stomped by the lower half, and you and it's just oh that makes more sense. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the pacing because I don't think we got enough action early on. Thought it was a little slow because I don't really count Sam Man beating up cops and robbers like. <laughs> 
if you don't have to try, it doesn't count to me. <laughs> but it, that was funny. That that was a that was a cool little thing there. I agree and disagree with Sean. You're right. This is not Goku's movie. This is about Tapion and Harutagon. However, like I've said in the past, the majority of Dragon Ball Z fans don't care about anybody else except Goku and Vegeta. And that is, that's the majority of basic fans. Um, I don't claim that we're in the majority. I think we're not elitist in a way, but I like think we, we think a little higher out there. Now, I, sometimes I'm that way. I want to see Goku. It was kind of forced, though. I would agree. It, it, is a, it was a forced placement of Goku at the end. But Dragon Fist is also my favorite finisher. I remember watching GT before I watched this movie. So the first time I watched it was on Super Edward 17. And then later, he, he uses against, uh, like, Ice Shenron. And then he definitely uses in tandem with the times 100 Kamehameha against Omega Shenron. I forget what, it's been a while. But he uses it a few times. But technically, this is the first time it occurs. Love it. Some funny moments. Some some funny moments I really enjoyed. Like, when they're looking for the Dragon Balls and the lion, the lion scene is pretty funny. And then, the theory about Piccolo. Is, Piccolo is... He's always, like, meditating. And this creature seems more magical than anything. So I don't know how much energy it's putting out. Like, it's strong, but it's kind of weird. So I, I'd imagine... And they're in the city. And it's all happening kind of quickly. I'd imagine Piccolo's not in this movie because it doesn't make sense for him to be around the city. Like, he's just not around. And yeah, there's a couple of days that go by, but the creature is not, like, out-out until, like... The very end. Yeah. Um, I love the I love the I love Harutagon, man. Original. His little smoke form. I wish there was a little better method of making him just stay solid than just insulting him or get the strong emotions. Sorry. Like the strong emotions, which is essentially what we did with Janemba. <laughs> it, well, the wall, you know, Pycon's yelling at the wall. Yeah. Um although that wasn't a primary mechanic in defeating Janemba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's like, oh, okay. To me, this is an A movie. Super Saiyan 3, Goku's cool. Like Jared said, Gotenks is here just hanging out because the fans, fan service, you know, he's just silly. The music, I thought, was stellar. And while, again, <laughs> while the pacing lacked, the story was original and super cool. It's one of those moments. The Dark Knight Rises did this. At the end there, you know, J Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is there. And he gets, like, the bag, and he's in the Batcave. But before, he's talking to, like, the lady at the bank with the, the getting the stuff. She's like, you should go by your first name. Robin. And it, it makes no sense. Like, there's no, like, that's not how the story of Robin goes, as we all know. <laughs> but you're like, oh, that's, it's, it, it's an ode to Robin. The sword... Yes, it doesn't explain how Future Trunks got the sword. However, it's still like an homage to, oh, that's the sword. That's his sword. That's cool. Even though it just gets broken. Yeah, but they show they show what he uses it with in the end credits, and it's literally cutting the Frieza men and then cutting Frieza, and then after that, it's useless. Yeah. <laughs> um, something that went, I think goes unlooked. 
Vegeta's, Vegeta's entrance is like, it was my day off, and then you stepped on my house. Like, it's such a great line. It's a great entrance. A and did y'all catch? He looked, and he saved those people. This is the first time ever that, like, outside of, like, the him kind of, like, sacrificing himself for Boo, that was for, he thought about his family, and he was saying about his family all the time, but this is the first time he actually saved strangers. He looked at them and saved them when he did that shield. Mm -hmm. And I think that speaks volumes. And that's what took this movie to A for me, a lot of those little things. And the development of Trunks, his relationship with Tapion, I was neat. He gets them more. He gets that that brotherly figure that he never had before. Um yeah, so I I I'm gonna the thing is, I also think it's an A movie, and, and it's it's for similar reasons. Now, as far as the pacing is concerned, I liked it a lot. I, I agree with Jared. Um, and what I noticed was this movie is actually 50 minutes as opposed to 45. Yes, it is. Um, so I, I was just kind of watching the timer as we were doing it. I think when they beat Harutagarn's legs, uh, it was 20 minutes into the movie. So, like... Think about that. Within 20 minutes, you get a nice little Gohan and Videl introduction. You get the the intro where, you know, Minosha gets stomped. You get this bad guy who kind of sets up a little con. They find the Dragon Balls. They release Tapion. There's there's a fight with a big monster. And we're only like, you know, we're, we're a little under halfway through the movie. And it's like, we got a lot done pretty quick. I thought the pacing was good, personally. I think that so so as far as the sword thing so there are people who theorize that in timeline number 1 as we've described before there are 5 DBZ timelines the trunks that we know is from the original <laughs> timeline which is timeline number 1 people say theorize that in timeline number 1 uh trunks did kill Tapion and you know that this this all actually happened but of course, nobody was there except for Trunks. And so, you know, uh, Hoy found a way to release Tapion just like he released Minosha. Because l- like Sean pointed out, the 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 place Minosha landed probably didn't have Dragon Balls. There must be other ways to open the box. They're probably harder. And so it's just convenient that there is a, a dragon on Earth uh, that could do it, but somehow he opened Minosha's box in timeline one, supposedly. Now, I'm going to tell you why I don't agree with this theory. Um, you know, he opened Tapion, they, you know, Tapion sucked him in, and Trunks actually had to kill him, and he kept his sword, right? Now, here's the problem with this. Uh, obviously, in timeline one, Piccolo is dead, so there are no Dragon Balls, so he would have had to open the box the same way he opened Minosha's. Now, here's the thing, though. I consider the sword to just be a different sword. Uh, I, I don't think any of that happened. As I've said many times before, the movies and the, the show are not, they don't link up. You know, these are different things. I But I do agree with what Ben sort of said, that Tapion giving Trunks the sword is sort of this homage to Trunks from Timeline 1 having a sword, Right. And, and this is why I give the movie an A, is there are so many little things. They're all over the place, right? Like when uh, when the little toy robot falls over and splits in half and Tapion's looking at it, 
if you've never seen this movie before, you're like, why was he so intrigued with that toy robot? And then it's like, oh, because Harutagarn's cut in half and he went in the, in the yeah. So you know, that's <laughs> there's just a lot of um, a lot of nuance, and and I think unlike most Dragon Ball Z movies, I think this is the first like most of them, and this is what I like about Dragon Ball movies is the fighting is dope, and the story's whatever. But like, who cares that the story's one whatever? I want to see the fights, and this is the first one that has been the opposite, <laughs> where where the the story is actually really good. But the fighting is like, okay, yeah, you, I, I, you know, it's whatever. It's not bad. Like, you know, like you said, Vegeta's entrance is amazing. And of course, like him saving the people, I think he would have put up a better fight if he didn't have to like block that blast straight on. And then like, you know, Dragon Fist, of course, one of the most ballin' moves. Yeah, just, just, it, it, you know, it, the, the fight had good parts but wasn't a good fight. Like, if that makes sense. And, you know, it it does. And I think going back to what Sean said about how it's not Goku's movie, but yet they tried to force it, like, force Goku as, like, the main person fighting. I mean, Goku is the strongest person on that planet at that time. And, And actually, this is what I wanted to say about that, to where, like, you know, Dragon Ball in general doesn't like the sacrifice play right we don't we've tried a couple times they always go back on it we we don't we don't do the sacrifice play like okay goku did it against cell we immediately didn't like it right right we took it back nope goku's back we don't we don't do the sacrifice play here you know tapion wants to do the sacrifice play trunks is about to do it and they say nah man there's a better way to do this you don't have to die and I think it gives us a much nicer ending. Like, it, I don't think it vibes well in the Dragon Ball world to have, like, that melancholy ending, right? Like, it it doesn't really fit Dragon Ball vibe to me. You know, I, I, I want that nice wrap-up, you know, oh, Tapion's going to take the time machine and go save his brother or whatever. Well, also, I think what's cool about it, it's almost an homage to Future Trunks, who had so much sacrifice and loss got close to Gohan and Gohan dying, he gets the sword, but at the same time, Trunks didn't have to lose anybody. And yeah. that's kind of the whole point of of our of the timeline that we watch in the show, you know, the current right. one, is that this Trunks grows as a kid, he gets a normal kind of up, well, he's saying, but you know, whatever. <laughs> and he doesn't he, have that He doesn't loss. suffer the same way. And, yeah. you know, going back to what I was saying about the fighting, you know, I kind of been thought it'd been pretty cool if, like, if Gotenks had got to finish them off. Like, imagine if Gotenks got to do Dragon Fist. Oh, that would be cool. Like a Gotenks Dragon Fist. Like, I'm okay. There's no rule saying it has to be Goku. <laughs> but like, if yeah. the fight had been around something, I think more like Sean was saying with Trunks. Like, he's like, "Come on, Goten, we need to do this," and they end up beating him later on. It pro, I probably could give it S rank. But I think my problem with the fighting is that it was so choppy because they kept trying to throw Goku into the fray. <laughs> or like Goku, Goku Dragon Fist and weakens him. I think Sean said that also. And then Gotenks can like finish him off or something like that. Or all the Sands. Or let Tapion finish him off. Oh yeah, get the sword and do the thing like the wizard did. 
let 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 the story complete cut, around cut the person. Pieces. Um, and because, just, or like have Tapion do like the burning, like the slice and the burning attack that he does on mm. like that transfers on, on Frieza, and like yeah. you're like ah ah, that will be burning a good slash. homage. That's burning slash, burning slash, man. And I just think it's funny how like we talk about you know in Dragon Ball, it's this trope that it's just like you got to be stronger and stronger, and that's how you win. And you know people want to see, at least I do, want to see more technique style or like more intelligent fighting. I mean, we kind of got that against Raditz, which was nice, but everything else was just be the strongest. And no, they never want to really do that for the longest time. They didn't want to, at least in Dragon Ball Z. But then they decided to do it this go round just to include Goku because I'm sorry, like this is supposed to be this timeline kind of fits right after Boo and. Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks, in my opinion, at least, I, and I think a lot of people would agree, stronger than Super Saiyan 3 Goku, Ultimate Gohan, same level, but they have to they have to just throw Goku in there. And I feel like if Goku, if Gohan is getting and Gotenks are getting beat that easily, like you have to find that weakness to weaken him to where then Goku can actually defeat them. <laughs> <laughs>